he's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. Uh, okay, Edward, you are back. Where, back from where? Where are we back from? Where did we go that we had to come back? Frank. What we do is we go on a little hiatus. Hiatus for six days. Hiatus. hiatus. <laughs> is that your cousin? <laughs> my Frank's got a cousin named Hiatus. Is he Jewish? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's be sensitive. Wait, why can't what? Yeah. You can't say the no. word Jewish. I'm not saying anything derogatory. Yeah, I'm just saying, is he Jewish? All right, we're back on the Unsmith Podcast with our fearful host, um, 19 fruitful. time. <laughs> our fruitful host? What does our fruitful fruit, mean? Our fruity host. Like, am I light in the loafers? What am I? Well, you said it on me. What? You said it not me. There's a DJ. You, said, you, you called me fruitful. Man, we got a fucking episode to record. Yeah. Fruit Loops. All right, let's go. Let's get sporting right his up. sporting his Mister Rogers sweater best. I well, I appreciate Robert. you guys getting dressed up. You know, Gosh. <laughs> you look like a couple of unmade beds up there. Well, you know, it's an audio I, podcast. So I got that. a collared shirt on. I got my my Mister Rogers sweater. I look like somebody's therapist. There you are. Oh. 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 oh, oh, wow. He's the professor. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's let's get to our guest. You two are being rude. Like Rick. Rude. Oh. My brother? He's dead. No, Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Oh, well, my brother is dead, in case you're wondering. Will. Were you, were you aware of that? My brother's my, dead. My uh, my condolences for, for yeah, your brother. You know, yeah, yeah, it happens. Yes. It happens. I really <laughs> steered this thing into the side of a cliff. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, that's what we do here, uh, Will. That's, it's what know, I do. I, I knew that uh, it was going to be unpredictable, but I'm impressed yeah. for the for the levels of yeah. unpredictability. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole new uh, new part. Yeah. Name that name that jobber, Frank. Name that jobber. <laughs> the unpredictable Johnny Rod. Ah. Good segue. Thing. Good segue. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Is Johnny Rod's here. Oh, there was a little oh. in there. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Freak out! Freak out! Here we go. Frank, Frank, you look like a handicapped macho. <laughs> Your hands were like, they weren't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. Okay. okay. Well, what do we got? Now that we're getting thrown off the air and I'm getting canceled for <laughs> God knows. I mean, there's a, at least five, um, at least five offenses in the first. Are we even ten minutes through this? No, we're well, <laughs> three, three and a half minutes in so far. Yeah, three and a half minutes in. All right, all right, all right. Well, our guest this week is former Ring of Honor alumni 
Will Ferrara. No and what's happening, my friend, Will? Hey. It's been way too long, man. Very long. I feel like yeah. there's been a lot of long gaps from when we see each other, but I'm always yeah. very grateful for the chances that we do. Yeah, well, you know, that's the wrestling business, right? I mean, you, you're certainly qualified to speak on it as well as I am. It's uh, you, you run with the same crew for however long, and then you switch companies or somebody switches companies. And next thing you know, like you don't see the people that you saw more than your family for the last five years at all. It's yeah. just, uh, yeah, it's a it's wild weird kick in the head. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you never know when that, that change is going to happen. So it's like, uh, I've definitely been, uh, trying to appreciate it more. You know, every time there is a yeah. camaraderie like that, you know, it's yeah. something special, something special I, you get to experience. It really is. And it's like no other, uh, industry, I think in that way. Um, and you know, there's obviously the, you know, the, a lot of the negative stuff that comes with pro wrestling, whatever. But then there's also these like little quirky positives that are like, they're almost, they defy description, you know, and they, they, they pop up at some of the weirdest times or the times that you're not expecting it. Like I'll say this, one of the last times that I saw you, um, was at a, a very somber, occasion but was at jay briscoe's services however it was great seeing some of the people that i saw and it was almost like it was almost like jamin was watching over it because he just wouldn't let us be like downtrodden and uh, and then it was so uplifting to see the way that Mark and um, the Br Briscoes themselves, you know, Mama, Papa Briscoe and, and Jamin's wife, like the way that they handled everything was truly inspiring. And it just, um, you know, it was great seeing you. I, I saw Silas, we, we, you know, waiting in line and. Yeah, man. And that's only yeah. uh, kind of the weird shit that happens in wrestling. It really is. You know, it was yeah. like uh, all of us were together and it was that somber feeling like, you know, it was wish it was under better circumstances. But, mm. you know, I was expecting to, to feel a lot worse than mm. I did that day. But I think Mark and his family, the way that they kind of carried it, uh, kind of inspired, you know, uh, many of us to, to carry it in a positive light, you know, like to say if Mark could handle it like this and uh, truly believe that he's in a better place and you know so can I and I will you know uh, and it was a great celebration you know it was, it was uh, I wouldn't say happy is not the word but it was very uplifting for us to be there mm -hmm. together you know it was a very yeah. different experience uh, especially at a, a service you know yeah then 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 most that you would experience and and I think you hit the nail on the head and you said uplifting watching um you know i i lost my brother uh not too long ago as well and and watching the way that mark the grace with which he shone and i defy anyone to you know stand in front of the man and hear him talk about jamin being in a better place and his conviction for that fact and to disagree 
Like, I mean, uh, he's convinced. And if he's convinced, like, who am I to not believe, you know? I It really, it truly is one of the things that bolstered my faith in a way that that nothing else has. I agree there. You know, it's 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 inspiring. It truly is. And, mm. you know, that was a, a really, I think, hard thing for a lot of us to accept. But, you know, knowing mm. how Mark can is just like, all right, well, now we all can. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I, I think you're 100 uh, percent. Yeah. You almost felt like it was a kind of a, a mix of feelings like where you you felt the the loss and everything and then you almost felt a little bit like guilty because mark was taking it in such stride and uh even papa briscoe and, and my, the way that they spoke at the services um man it, it just uh yeah like it inspiring for sure and i hear mark's on his way back to in ring, oh, I read something. That. I think, yeah, I think yeah. I read or something. 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 Did you send me yeah. something, Frank? No, I might have. Yeah, he is on his way yeah. back. Yeah, which is fantastic. You know, let's get. There's never enough Mark Briscoe to go around. Yeah, too much Mark Briscoe is not enough Mark Briscoe. It, yeah, exactly. It doesn't exist. You can't have too much Mark Briscoe. There's like I want a king size Mark Briscoe. Created California then, King Mark Briscoe. Yeah, He'll really stretch out. King. That Mark should Briscoe. be his nickname, the California King Mark Briscoe. He's from it's pretty you know, good right there, yeah. Delaware, but he's it's, it works. Same thing. California King. Yeah, it's attitude. Yeah. All right, so Frank, where where do we want to want to go with this? Because I'm tempted to just go like right off the uh, right off the rip with with where I met Will, but I don't want to make this all about me because it's not. Well, it's your show. <laughs> well, it is, but it's not all about me. I'm, uh, it's, it's about our well, let's, guests. Let, let's start there. Where'd you guys meet? Where let's talk, let's go there. Uh, Ring of honor. Ring of honor. Correct. Will. Yeah. I think, yeah. Now, I don't know if you quite remember it was, uh, well through ring of honor, but I believe we both attended the same, uh, camp. It was maybe yes with Kevin middle middle with of Kevin uh, Kelly 2012 or yeah Ken, Kevin yes. Kelly because I remember it was really cool you were like a, a prime example for kind of like the the process at work you know because uh, right. I I joined that first camp with you and you were really one of the standouts that camp you know and yeah me it was uh it was more of a, a wake up call for me it was more like right I was in this small bubble for so long. And I yeah. step out of it and I realize, oh shit, I've been in a bubble and I need to learn how to swim in the water. So yeah. yeah. And it was a good because I needed to learn that in order to get better. And yeah. just within I think it was the two uh camps. There was one in August, maybe one in December. Yeah. And by that time in December, I was showing up again at the camp. You were on shows and you were in the running. Yeah. I remember working um yeah the spotlight my first ever time doing ring crow <laughs> i think you guys wrestled the briscoes in baltimore or something oh yeah funny like how it works out you know yeah it really is wow that's interesting because not long before that i was like coming in with devito when he was on the shows and i was one of devito's kids <laughs> um, and uh 
just cutting my teeth at that point. And like, I thought same way that you said, like, you know, uh, no pun intended, but the small fish in the, in the big pond uh, or big fish in a small pond. And like, I remember that at the time for me, I thought like, I'm ready, like ring of honor. I don't, what, what are they missing? What are they not seeing? Um, but I look back and no God, I was not ready. I was so not ready. And then all those years later, like when I met you, like that's when I started to like scratch the surface of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am ready. But I, you couldn't have told me that way back when, like I, I thought I was, but I, you know, I learned pretty quickly that, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little, little bit more seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that false confidence. I think it's a, it's an important trait for wrestlers to have actually because if you don't have that confidence to bet on yourself you're never really gonna you know get into the position or the environment for those opportunities so you almost gotta like yeah. put your foot in your mouth sometimes in order to get grounded and then take another step forward you know sometimes yeah. too far yeah i totally agree i i um i think you need to to make it in this industry like you gotta learn to eat shit and do it with a smile on your face. Um, not not always the easiest thing in the world, but like in the end, I, I think just as a, you know, <laughs> getting older in life, um, I just turned uh, 150. <laughs> You're great for one. Actually, great. well, I'm 149. I'll be 150 at the end of the month. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, the older I get, I think that you... Um, I forgot the point I was going to make there. It had something to do with wrestling, but yeah, it's gone. Hey, that <laughs> maybe something memory related. To. <laughs> As the older you get, uh, I yes. forgot what I was going to say. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. the older I get, I forget how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Will, your um, let's. I, so then, Frank, are we going back in the time machine? Are we gonna? Are we gonna? Let's where, touch where? upon. Let's touch upon the indie stuff, though, for for a second. Because, like, okay, you're, you're back. You? You're back on the indie scene. Oh, okay. The the current indie stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what. That's what. Um, that's what caught my eye. Was a a was it? A, I think it was a promo or or something that you know it wasn't even a promo. I feel like it was pretty candid, and it was you just talking on your Instagram. Yeah. It and, was like, almost like a mission statement. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. Um, the stage is yours. Like it, it explain. Cause it definitely caught my eye. I, I would assume it caught other people, but, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was, uh, it was pretty cool, you know, for, um, I guess in a little time capsule, the last couple of years, uh, ring of honor, you know, got bought up by AW and they released everyone under contract at the time. And I was one of those uh, people that got released. So mm -hmm. at that time in my career, I was doing a lot of backstage stuff. You know, uh, my role in Ring of Honor kind of sprouted from uh, aspiring wrestler to wrestler on the roster. I became a trainer at the dojo. And then I started helping with producing and uh, guerrilla and communicating with the cameras. And that was right. pretty much my focus towards the later a couple years so it really took a front seat where my in-ring took a back seat and you know i was pretty content with that especially at the time because i was just really grateful for you know a uh, career in wrestling you know and it was one mm -hmm. of those uh 
everything was kind of getting a little bigger each year. There was just positive momentum going up, up, up. So I was just kind of riding it. And whatever roles uh, would open up as the company was growing, or at least our perception, uh, I would take it, you know? Mm-hmm. So this then shutting down and me having to kind of readjust everything, I, I had to look at it, uh, look at pro wrestling in a different perspective. And instead of just the, uh, you know, how can I help this growing company? It's now it's, it's all back to just me. There's no, uh, you know, needs of a company I could put before myself. And mm-hmm. it was almost overwhelming. Uh, it was almost like my passion for wrestling got uh, too much pressure on top of it that I did. I wasn't even like enjoying it. I was just too much survival. Like I need to find a way to get back to get everything I lost back. And, you know, and uh, it really wasn't enjoying it at all. And mm-hmm. and they kind of had to take a break from that. You know, it was. Uh, so explain then um the ring of honor kind of upheaval happens and what so the the position you you found yourself in you felt like um you don't have the producing stuff roles to fill now and so now if you're gonna still be in wrestling it is gonna be just performing and you didn't kind of know like uh, it, uh, am I am I close? Yeah, it's very okay. very much how it is, and I guess <laughs> I know I kind of rambled across from the short answer, but it was for me stepping back into the ring is me finding that love and that passion again for pro wrestling because that's really where it all started was as as, as a performer, wrestler, you know. Right. And I guess my perspective changing from now instead of not me just looking at it as how can I survive? How can I get back to things that I lost career wise? It's just, how can I be the best pro wrestler that I can be? How can I take all the things that I love about pro wrestling and, and do it and just enjoy it? Because the thing that I miss the most about, I guess, not having uh, pro wrestling so prevalent in my life is just, is just that is just having it be such a, a part, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just want to re. It's almost like uh, the stove got lit out, and it's just clicking, it's clicking, it's clicking. And I just want to mm. light that fire again to keep keep it burning. You know, keep that uh, gotcha. love for the game burning. Uh, it's been 2006 is when I started training, and when wrestling was like a big part of my life. So it's more than half my life, uh, 17 years at this point, and I want to just keep it going. Holy shit! Keep that fire burning. Yeah, it goes. You're you're a young guy. I thought seventeen it. years in, man. Yeah, You've it been was doing funny. A you long said, time, brother. Johnny Rods was actually my trainer in Brooklyn. Really, fourteen fourteen years old. Wow. He, uh, let my what parents sign a waiver. What uh, are the and that's odds? how I started training so early. So that's why I love that reference you made at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. I had no idea. That's so crazy. Because just, <laughs> I just remember him um, as the unpredictable Johnny Rods. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Super small world. Small world. But so then, Will, um, you find yourself back in that um, talent role again and this time you're trying to see it differently um and gain your get your passion for it back um what's different about it now uh if you had to pick like one or two pivotal things from spending so much time in a production role 
and and I guess maybe what you learned through production that now as a performer you see differently about wrestling. That's a great question, and um, I think a lot of that would have to be just maximizing every single thing that I do and not overlooking. And if there's gonna be, there's like the um, old expression, I could be wrong in the name of Chekhov's gun. It's uh, about a playwright. And essentially he's like, if he's gonna write uh, for there to be the gun on stage in the background, it better be used in the play or there's no point of writing it in. Right. So same kind of philosophy of wrestling. I wanna make sure that uh, I eliminate frivolous movements. I eliminate, you know, things that don't, uh, that aren't necessary. I really want mm-hmm. to, that's the kind of wrestling I really appreciate is that like uh, um, every single thing is emphasized. Nothing is overlooked. There's struggle mm-hmm. behind everything. Uh, and it's from the production standpoint, looking at wrestlers that knew how to do that, that knew how to make everything they do important and how to make uh, people care about what they're doing. Uh, it impressed me more than a lot of uh, feats of strength or athleticism. It would be about that kind mm-hmm. of, scientific form not formula but uh i guess presence you know yeah um i think as a someone who's getting older i look at it as there's time is just getting less of the time that i have for opportunity so i just want to maximize every second that i get every opportunity that i get is to to really make the the absolute most of it and on the same note to be as different as possible um, uh, cause there's a lot of the same or a lot of yeah. similar. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, I just really want to try to just be as different as I can and, and almost mm-hmm. to the, almost to a fault, but you know, just, I think that's what I would appreciate most from mm-hmm. wrestling. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what I want to bring to the table in that same, uh, respect. I mean, that's definitely a, a perspective that, I, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you kind of developed from being behind the camera. Uh, that's kind of what you're you're getting at here. And I feel like it's uh, in a way it, it's it's kind of brilliant that um, instead of being one of the people that is going out there and doing um, doing too much, you're talking about throwing nothing away, you know, doing, doing less, but it meaning more. And that's such a, um, I want to say kind of an old soul way of, of seeing it, you know, like to, and you, you hear it all the time, guys like Jim Ross and, and, and other, you know, names, big names in the industry have said like maximize your minutes, but like really to to get rid of the fluff, you know, to throw away things that that don't have a purpose, they don't mean something. Like the you know the the playwright or whatever you were referencing. Like if there's a gun in the in the picture and it doesn't get used, why the fuck is it there? You know, it's it's like getting into a a ladder match. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't like make people wait sometimes, but. It, like getting 15 minutes into a um, a ladder match and nobody's touched the ladder. Like, what are we doing? There's this, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like that. Like use, don't have a gimmick match and then ignore the gimmick. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a brilliant way to see it. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, going that that old soul, you know, that's kind of like uh, I spent a lot of time, I think, in the past uh, trying to just be the wrestler that I thought the people in charge wanted me to be or that I thought that like uh, all the, the people that I wanted respect wanted me to be that I kind of took for granted uh, the things that I wanted to be, you know, and, and I'm kind of okay. now blending that world where I'm okay. not going to uh, force myself to do the things that I necessarily don't want to, I wouldn't want to do, you know, I'm okay. open to learning more and, and taking uh, perspective in, but at the end of the day, I'm, I feel like one of those old souls as well that the things that they appreciate is very similar to me. So like, yeah. I just want to kind of keep that alive. Even if at, at the worst case, if it's just for myself, that's, mm. that's kind of what I love about it, you know? So I want to preserve mm -hmm. that and really, you know, put that in a nice glass chamber and protect it. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you're speaking like an artist. You're, you're speaking like <laughs> a, a no, truly, I mean, you're speaking, you're speaking like somebody who, you know, um, yeah, it's great if I can be a millionaire doing this, but if I'm not like, I don't know, as long as I can still look at my art and, and say to myself, like, yeah, in, in its own way, it's beautiful. And, and in some other ways, it's a little bit ugly, but there's beautiful parts of it. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you're that creative sort of thinker, I, I think all you're trying to do is get the ideas out of your head because they live in their, in your head, they're tormenting, you know, like you got no canvas to, to put it on and that gets, that gets super frustrating. You need that outlet, you know, to produce yeah. or else it's just kind of, like you said, floating in there, driving you crazy. Do you feel like that, um, that need to produce was an itch that was scratched eventually more by the um no pun intended but the production side of things do you think that that's kind of what the kind of changed for you i think so i think that yeah. really uh allowed me to take not just like one step back but 10 steps back and instead uh -huh. of look at uh, a match is just like the only thing it's it's a segment of a larger show, which then that show is a segment of a larger story, which that story is, a, you know, it keeps looking back, looking back. It always gets bigger, the bigger picture. So like uh, one analogy, I kind of looked at it like, you know, when when I'm just me as a wrestler, I get my segment, which is shared with me and my opponent, which is shared by like, you know, the business that we need to get across really inside baseball here. But, you know, yeah. that's how it is. But uh, from the other role from producer, it's like this is my big box of, of wrestling figures. And this is like the whole show. So like I get to close my eyes and I get mm -hmm. to look at things through, through this character's perspective. And then two mm -hmm. seconds, segments later, it's someone else. So mm -hmm. I guess, especially when you get to work with them, work with different talents and know how they look at themselves, you know mm -hmm. how the, the booker looks at them and the picture. And then you kind of create synergy through all of those. That's that was probably mm. my favorite uh, part of it was taking it's yeah. like a, an equation. You know, it's like here's all these wants and needs that don't add up. What can I do? What can I take away? But add to to make it like exact to make that value right. what we need. And right, like yeah, that's that's that kind of. I wish I could just kind of plug into that and do that all the time. You know, the days would fly by, but that kind mm -hmm. of pressure and stress is almost like that flow state, you know? Yeah. 
yeah so that's that's the the biggest thing i gained from producing is that perspective and then just right. all those moving parts at once to kind of jump from one to the next to the next like it's a it's cool once you kind of like in get in that vibe yeah yeah well it's like you're the conductor of the orchestra you know the orchestra is not um one or two instruments it's uh you know 25 or 50 I don't, I don't know i don't know how many but you know it's like you're orchestrating the um the dance the art the the music whatever it is and and i i that makes a lot of sense to hear that i i never um you know it, this certainly was not the expectations for where i thought the beginning of this conversation would go and that that's such an interesting uh take on it you know, because you and I, we go way back, um, but you were a guy coming up as talent trying to, I had no idea of the, the stuff like right below the surface, you know, so it's like super interesting now to hear you talk about it that way, knowing that you did spend after I left Ring of Honor, um, those years in between becoming something bigger there, but something different bigger there, you know, like not necessarily a, a, a in-ring performer trying to like, you know, get yours. Like you were helping other people get theirs. That's <laughs> yeah, super fucking generous way to see things man you are i mean that's that's incredible will thank you uh you know i think it's a, it's a blessing and it's a curse like i look at it from two ways like for me i love it because it's it was really fulfilling and rewarding for me personally but then also it's great helping you know a lot of others whether it's just like a line for a promo here or just like a, a tweak to a spot in a match that made it better you know it's really fulfilling but then on the other hand, it's like, um, for unless you were there, there's really not a lot of evidence of any of the things that I've done. So after right. this kind of door closed, it was almost like, uh, oh, what, what was he doing? Where was he? It was right. like hidden. Everything was hidden. And it was right. kind of hard, um, I guess, you know, scratching at the door for these kind of opportunities when, you know, on the surface, people wouldn't assume I don't have, you know, I, I'm anything more than Will Ferrar the wrestler was because right. unless they were in ring of honor for those last couple of years, right, they, there's right. really no evidence. So that's right. a, something I'm struggling with, but not, you know, I'm not too worried because as that experience is very valuable and I would take that experience with this obstacle of, um, invisibility over never yeah. getting that experience in the first place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a great way to look at it, it and to see the value. Um, I think that as human beings, we all kind of, you know, um, we focus too much on what we don't have and not enough on what we do have. And I think that we could all myself included just be a little bit, you know, just, just practice a little more, um, grace, be a little bit more grateful sometimes that, you know, we don't have, we have clean drinking water. We have, you know, I mean, those are all the, like the, the obvious, but even just, uh, 
you know, just not getting swept up in your own pile of shit, so to speak, like your own, you know, the, the problems that, that people have in their own lives, they're important. Why? Because they're yours. They're, you know, they're your problem. Um, but kind of getting outside of that and taking a step back and allowing yourself to empathize with, with other people and to see it as that bigger picture. And I, and I think for you, the microcosm here is, is the wrestling business. Like you, you said before, you saw how the pieces like fit together and then you keep, um, so you had started like with the performer, uh, almost like pinhead. Right. And then you pull back a little bit more and it's you and the other performer and it's, you pull back a little bit more and now it's, you know, it's me and my opponent and we have this match and then you pull back even further and it's, um, you know, the, uh, camera guys because they got to catch the angles and they got to get it to TV, but then they pull back a little bit more and it's the production with the director that's directing the cameras, et cetera, et cetera. And like, you, it, you never stop pulling back, right. Until you have this, like, you know, thousand mile view. Yeah. And it's, it's like, uh, once you zoom that far out there, there's no zooming back in like the, it's yeah. like Oz, you see the secrets now. So now it's just even more intriguing in all these different ways. And you can't just wow. like men in black yourself and forget about it and just go back <laughs> to being like, you know, I'm only focused on this segment. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing about wrestling, right? The more you, you keep learning and the more you pull back the curtain, it's there's all these other avenues to go down. It's never going to end. Yeah. It's never like I figured it all out. There's always right. more. Well, and that too, I think, uh, I, I, man, I, I respect the hell out of the fact that like as a talent, you were not, so rigid and didn't allow yourself to be blind to the value of the production stuff. Because I think myself, um, I was never like, I was always like, no, I'm, I'm just talent. That's it. And I feel like I did. I kind of, um, cut myself off to some of that stuff. And I, and I really hearing it the way that you had have just described it, like kind of wish I didn't. You know, there's something to like learning every thing that this business has to offer, you know, from the photography of it to the commentary, to the refin, to, you know, everything to the, the way the seating is done. I, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. If someone's, you know, has a job doing it and it's important, you know? So yeah. It, and it's, yeah. Just when you take all those pieces together, it's like, wow now we can make everything better now we know how right. all these kind of parts work right well and that's being part of a team too right because you're all yeah. there to make the show the best it can be that night and if you're a tv company it's the best that it can be but then broadcast to you know the rest of the world and like it just it, you just keep pulling back and it's getting bigger and bigger you know the view yeah, and and I, I like how you brought up that almost that that, that hesitation to to uh, expand from that wrestling lane because I, I mm -hmm. had a lot of that mentality at first. A lot of it mm -hmm. uh, for me personally was um, I had to do a lot of things like ring crew 
and jobs like that to kind of get my foot in the door at Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. was a, a transition where I'm like, okay, now I'm my foot's in the door. Both feet are in the door. I'm just wrestling. I need to stop doing all this other stuff so people could take me seriously. Right. Like, that's how I would justify it in my head. They won't right. see me as a peer. They'll see me below here. Right. But Completely a understandable. Lot of it, yeah, it's understandable. And I think the probably the strongest uh, component of that wasn't so many so much uh, other people but it was myself it was that yeah. doubt that i put on myself that oh mm-hmm. because i'm doing these jobs it means that i'm down here yeah so yeah. even though i i blamed it on oh it's because i want to look better to everyone else it was really right. a self doubt it was like oh i must right. not be that good of a performer because i have to do all right. these other things right so then it's like yeah. if i take away that at least now i could tell myself i'm i'm that good a, as a performer because i don't need right. that Right. And then and, it was, yeah. And that's nothing more than ego as a performer. Because we yeah. all, like, the performer allows you to still be all ego. You know? And it's like, we, the voice you're talking about is that voice that we all have. It's our our insecurities from the, you know, from, I don't know, the day we're born, I feel yeah. like. You know, and and you you constantly the voice in your head is telling you like, no, you're not you you can't do that. You're not special. You're not this. You're not that. And it's all just it's all just self talk. You know, um, to see it that way and to recognize it as that and be willing to say no. You know what? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go that because you kind of. As a performer, after doing the ring crew and stuff like that, because I came up in Ring of Honor, like I said, when I was doing the uh, DeVito's crew, like that's kind of but like we were setting up chairs and, you know, I was too ego driven at that point. I did set up chairs and I did this, but I did like the bare minimum. And you couldn't hand me, a, you know, a, a TV cable or anything and, and have me try to learn about it. I would have been like, no way. Like, I would have been totally, I, I will fully admit right here, right now, I would have been like, no way. That's not me. And that's just such an ego-driven, um, kind of immature way to see it. Like it, it really is. I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed of myself, but I mean, I, I like, I wish I would have handled it. I wish I would have been a bit more mature at that point. And I, and I, I wasn't, you know, and that, that's man, that's, that's so admirable to me. That is so admirable that, that you were able to pull back from that. Cause that's like being able to like, put your ego aside i guess i don't know how to i guess i've struggled with putting my ego aside yeah it's it's a process you know yeah i mean i guess uh, it is but that ego though is important you know because then on the other side of it i think sometimes i might pull it back a little too much where sure you know now i need an extra boost for that and it's that level like it's you got to find that balance especially wrestling with that ego because you need it you definitely need it if you're going to be confident and you know have that presence and and be a public figure you know it's you have to have an ego but 
it's I think it's to a point where it could manage, you know, at that healthy level or hell, some people, if you have it all the way up and you're, you know, a millionaire, then don't listen to me. But you know, nah, this is the way I'm looking that at doesn't, it. I know I, I, I think you're on to something because there's more than enough people with a lot of money that they've earned in this industry that are just full on dickheads. Yeah. And, and like, there's you know, no I, like, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> please. I, <laughs> I talk too much. So please continue. Oh, no, it's just uh, I don't like that either. You know, it's almost like I, I would like to see more good people, millionaires, you know, because yes. then it's like it's reaffirming or reassuring that you don't mm -hmm. have to uh, be a dick <laughs> to become you right. know, there. But yeah, totally yeah, it's agree. a shame that there's a lot of uh, millionaire dicks. Yeah, it, re it really is, you know, because it's not, um, you know, and, and faith is, is a very divisive thing. So I try not to touch upon it too much on on this, on the, the recordings of this. But I feel like, you know, um, faith is that and uh, I'm a Christian and I feel like we have. Uh, kind of a blueprint for the way we're supposed to operate and the way we're supposed to live our lives. And, um, you know, being a dickhead, uh, it comes with uh, a certain sort of spirit. And if you just indulge, we all have that dickhead, you know, but if you are fully willing to indulge that dickhead because you know, you are in a certain tax bracket, then I'm sorry, but you're just living, you're living a way that I, I'm, I'm not here for. I'm not interested. Like go, you know, continue to be a dickhead. I'll, I'll be over here. Lose my number. <laughs> I commend that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That is awesome. Will. so you are like we had touched upon earlier, you're, you're back to doing, um independent wrestling at the moment mm -hmm. okay. yeah um dusting it off i got uh my first match back will be october 31st halloween it's yeah. a tuesday yep no no costume plan yet but you never know <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's for um modern age grappling which is uh john Gre jonathan gresham's uh promotion yeah. down in atlanta and very you know, cool gresham is one of uh my favorite uh wrestlers not only to train with but to watch and just he yeah. is so impressive by the way that he uh, kind of transformed. It was almost like every single meter where it's body, intensity, promo, uh, attire, yeah. presence. He just like filled the bars. And I'm just like, it's so cool <laughs> to see him uh, yeah. the way he is now, just killing it. And, you know. Uh, yeah. He's one yeah, of the Gresh. Guys... I'm sorry. I I've known Gresh for years, uh, too. Just, you know. Uh, on and off and we went long periods of time not seeing each other and, and then we would uh the couple times that we've had matches we we've always had you know just kind of good chemistry and uh yeah i'm I, he i knew that he had his own promotion um and i i've kind of kept tabs on on things a little bit here and there but yeah you're right man i mean he's doing big things he's doing great things and uh that's fantastic. And he's, I mean, God almighty, talk about, you can't fit any more muscle on, <laughs> onto a frame 
um, than what's on that that man. <laughs> yeah, super jacked, and he's uh, super jacked. <laughs> one of them guys that, uh, as I I kind of made that transition out of wrestler to uh, producer, he was always kind of like to myself, like, "Hey, what? Why aren't you wrestling anymore, man? Like, come on, get back in there, get back in there." Yeah. Like he he almost believed in me more than I believed in myself to the point mm-hmm. where like he would he would ask and he'd kind of give me that push a little bit more. So it's yeah. kind of like, all right, you know, if the aggression sees something, then, you know, I'll, I'm going to find it too kind of thing, you know? And uh, yeah. I really wanted to kind of use that, his belief to kind of kickstart this next run. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I like I said, when I, I saw it on your Instagram and I, I reached out because um, you've just, you've always been a, a positive, uh, I think just a positive person in, in the industry and there's not enough of them uh all the time so i was like man if if will's bent because i think it was an independent show after i had been released from wwe or or maybe it was after i had left aew i don't remember but you were doing production on it and I, i remember um I don't remember exactly where it was. I think you. I, remember, I think that had to be MCW. It was in Maryland. Ma- if I yes, remember yes. the event. I think you wrestled yep. uh, one Mike. of the good. Uh, yeah, Miami Mike. He's one of Miami the Miami Mike of that uh, yeah. company. Yeah. And hands down, one of my favorite matches that I, awesome. I had coming back because we had no time to call anything. We literally. Um, I think I went over with the top rope Falcon Arrow. And yeah. we literally had not decided that that was going to be the thing. Um, and we were being called out like music was hit. And like we hadn't even I don't even know. I think it may have been. Well, that's one of the things I do. But like, I'm not going to we're not doing I'm not doing that here. And then we got out and we just we were figuring it out on the fly. And then we called it on the fly. Um. And the fact that he was capable enough at that, I mean, I've been doing this 20 some odd years. Like if I can't do that at this point, like it it might be time to, you know, find that maybe McDonald's is hiring, but him, why you don't think I could flip burgers there? Right now they should. No fries. Lettuce. I could do the lettuce. No, I could wash lettuce. I can wash lettuce. Anyway. You seen the lettuce at McDonald's? I don't think they're washing it. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. Dirty lettuce at McDonald's. Um, there, goes that, there goes that sponsorship. Fuck. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> um, Miami Mike, uh, talented kid, and uh, for the number of years he had under his belt, and we did that match to be able to just you know work, you know on the fly that way um it was it, yeah it was hands down one of my favorite uh matches i've had since i've been back to the you know doing independence because it was uh it was unexpected and it was cool to just uh, you know just to fucking work no stress yeah. not trying to remember things just uh just, just that working. flow state yeah yeah special yeah, and that and the reason it happened was because we were put on the spot, you know, and that's you talk about preparing for those moments to happen because you know you know they will happen, but rarely 
do rarely are you actually prepared and that was one of those times where it was like nope i'm yeah i'm fucking capable of this and and he was right there with it too so that yeah it was awesome it was so much fun but point being that was kind of what made me kind of scratch my head like <laughs> what's will doing now like what it what is he doing because i didn't know really that you had stopped wrestling and i had lost touch with a lot of uh you know like when you're in wwe they say like you're in the bubble and blah 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 but like i just think wrestling worlds they they're they're pretty inclusive to themselves right so mm-hmm. the ring of honor crew knew the ring of honor crew and i i was that crew and that's when you know you and i knew what was going on in each other's lives when i left that crew like you you can't help but lose touch so i didn't know what was going on with you and then i thought like oh man he's not wrestling anymore or maybe he was helping that company out or you know i I didn't know yeah that um mcw was it was interesting kind of spot they uh had an agreement with fight TV where they were going to start producing some shows there. So that's when they kind of reached out to me as uh, someone that could help them out. who had experience with like the eye pay-per-views, the pay-per-views. So kind of just uh, started wow. like that. And I would format their shows. I would kind of time it out, uh, you know, agent some of the matches, do kind of a lot of the backstage stuff that they didn't really have yet, or they didn't right. have to that TV uh, experience level. So it was right. cool to kind of it, it, it kind of kept me in the game as I as I said you know for that yeah. year and a half uh, I was just kind of with them and I spent a lot of time just with their students who are so good like you put Mike over there's guys like Miles uh, Tim Spriggs who's just a natural BJJ uh, he's been doing that for years champion and he he switched wow. to wrestling a couple of years ago just wow. a complete natural and like wow. yeah they're 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 going to be some, some big stars coming out of there next couple of years. But I just yeah. am grateful for them to uh, show me the respect and to include me in not only their shows, but to like, let me take a bite and, and like, you know, really help develop uh, some of their guys, you know, it's, that's yeah. what I really loved doing. And it was kind of that relationship was, was just a little bit pushing me to, to get back in there. Cause it's, yeah. you know, it's, there's a hunger, you know, and that, that hunger just it, it wasn't enough just to do that for them it's such a like when the it's not a tv company you know so when the show yeah. ends now you got a month before the next one yeah. so i need that 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 feast you know yeah yeah you need to be a little <laughs> bit more regular uh yeah i need a something every day where i could work towards and invest yeah. my time and energy in, you know yeah I, I can see the value in the experience, though, even for it being what it was. And it's amazing to me that, like, that's not a skill that was given to you. It's not a skill that you were even searching out. It it wasn't until it was in front of you while you were pursuing this other skill that it even became interesting to you. So So you started to learn more about it. And then, like... It seems to me like you dove in with with both feet. And then as a result of that, you get this opportunity uh, with MCW. And now you're doing this thing that when you were on the come up, like, you know, you 
you weren't capable of. Like, you didn't know how to produce TV. You didn't know how to <laughs> format TV. Now you're like, I mean, I don't care whose wrestling show it is. If you're formatting the damn thing, that's that's pretty friggin' cool, man. Thank you. And it's, yeah, you know, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of just to, to keep it alive, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm grateful that I kind of got this perspective now. I never would have yeah. thought as a aspiring wrestler that I would even – like it enough to, to kind of keep you know doing it mm-hmm. uh, be that being anything other than wrestling itself mm-hmm. well i think you know uh we touched upon faith a, a minute ago and, and I, i'm truly convinced at this point in my life personally that like it's not on our schedule it's it's on his schedule and so there's things that we think of or see in in this world that we're like, oh, well, yeah, it didn't, you know, it didn't work out or he didn't, um, you know, grant my my wish or, or my prayers. But I, I think more times than not, what we at least what's played out in my life is that, like, I wasn't ready to receive what I thought. I wanted, you know, or, or what I wanted in that moment. And then it's down the road, you know, after some more um, sharpening of the blade or, or more trial by fire that like, I am ready. And that's when it happens, you know? And so I think 100% will like to look at, at, where things have gone um, through Ring of Honor and then into production. And then now, you know, get your first show coming back on Gresham's show uh, or company. Like, I don't know where it's going, but I, I feel like some of those deviations from that, what would have been an otherwise straight line, um, it's preparing you for something. It's preparing you for something or maybe it's already prepared you for something that's that you don't even know about yet. But like uh, I, for one, as a bystander, like bystander, um, I'm just interested in, in seeing how the movie ends, man. Like it's pretty damn cool. Um, and I think there's I think there's something right around the corner for you. I, I don't know what, but. Yeah, I'm interested. That means the world to me, you know. Uh, you have to keep me you, informed. <laughs> I will. I will keep you uh, up to date. And you know, yeah. you've always been one of them guys. Like I said, since that first camp, who's been like a, a staple that I looked up to as a performer. And so, you know, not only as a performer, but as a person. You know, we spent all that time through on the road to Ring of Honor, like you said, that camaraderie, and yeah. like it's something that uh, I really appreciate. You know, I know you wouldn't just say that. So, thank you. No, definitely not. Will, you were always one of the guys that like you, you handled yourself professionally, you handled yourself like an adult, but you were always there to help not to hinder. Um, You know, the, uh, I know we had that one singles match in Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah, it was someplace. I knew it was someplace <laughs> Midwest. Um, and you were a pleasure to work. Um, you're a talented in-ring performer for sure. But like I there's this other uh producer side of you that I've never been privy to that's just got me so intrigued. Um and I just I I, I really if if going 
back to the talent side right now is, is what's in the cards for you. Like, man, I just want to, I wish you all the uh, success that, that you can have and, and you should go back, you know, you should be, this is what you should be doing because you're damn good and you've always been damn good and you've always had a great uh, aptitude for the in-ring, but you also had like the right attitude um, to, you know, not necessarily like, you know, you're, you're not a dickhead. <laughs> that's just that's <laughs> the best compliment I can pay to you. Frank is a dickhead. Congratulations. Frank, yeah, Frank wouldn't make it in wrestling, Will. We'd have no, to. No, I, I definitely wouldn't make it in wrestling. No, no. Yeah. Frank would have been, like, Frank would have been held down and then um, beaten with uh, bars, bars of soap, soap. Nice. wrapped like in the towels. Like towels, a metal jacket. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just finished watching the Al Snow uh, OVW documentary on Netflix, The Wrestlers. And it just solidified for me why I never wanted to become a professional wrestler. Because, man, that, that is the it's a struggle. And you guys just proved it to everybody. It's a, it's a struggle to get to where you got. It's not an easy business. It's not like baseball, football, basketball. We, we, when we played it, yeah, we can do that. I can honestly tell you right now, after watching that and knowing what you guys have gone through, I cannot do that, nor do I want to. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's pro wrestling. It's uh, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I love it. I hate it all at the same time. It's uh, yep. I got that love hate relationship. To to yeah. back what to back what Frank was saying though. There's a lot of the the struggle that you guys deal with that not a lot of people fucking understand or get. Like, all of a sudden, you guys are on TV, and people are like, oh, shit. Like, this, nobody knows about the come up in the fucking shows that you've had. They do now, maybe because, you know, the curtain's been pulled back so far, so everyone knows about the independence and the fucking where to go and to do all that shit. But for for the years that you guys put in, coming to get to where you are now, I know, I see what Frank is saying. It, it's, it's You're looking at it through your own eyes and going, oh, well, it's fucking what I did, and it's it's highly commendable to put up with the bullshit that y'all put up with and to stick around. Mm. And for Will, what I'll say to you is I, I think, you know, listening to Bobby talk about you and, and how good in ring you are, learning more of the business is probably where you were, what you were supposed to do. And it's going to help you as a performer because now you're even looking to trim the fat more. So it's, you get that behind the scenes look. So like, why am I doing X, Y, and Z when I can just get the Z? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, make what, Z more, more yeah. valuable than X and Y combined. Make it, exactly. make it mean something. Make everything mean something. So that's the learning process is different for everybody. But it's similar to what I dealt with in radio in learning a different side of the business to get back into the talent side of the business. Mm-hmm. It full, makes you season, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, and it makes you a better employee. So mm -hmm. there's that. And I'm it's a that, no, I mean, I I think it's a perspective that you earned by putting in those hours, and you wouldn't have had if you didn't jump in both feet with the same sort of zeal that you went after being, you know, successful as a talent. 
you wouldn't have gained the perspective that you have now because you would have learned pieces of it and you'd have seen like, oh, well, and they do this in the truck and whatever, but you wouldn't have this um, ability to, uh, this, not even ability, just this experience of understanding it, like from the inside out, truly from the inside out. And then knowing now, like being able to apply that to, okay, well, what, what can a talent do to, to really aid that? Not what they think, because in our heads as talent, like we got, we have a lot of things wrong, <laughs> you know, but we have that ego and, and the ego, you know, like you were saying, it needs to be healthy. That's a, a requirement as, as talent, but that ego, you know, it's a slippery slope. It can get you into trouble too. And and like now that you've been on both sides of that, um, yeah, man, it's going to be cool. I, I, I think it'll be really cool for you going back now as talent with that, that different perspective. Yeah. Like little things. Uh, like I remember thinking as a talent, let's say you heard that your match, uh, you guys can't do this move anymore. So your instant reaction is, Oh, what the hell? Why can't they let right. me do my thing? But then when right. you realize, oh, someone else is using that for their finish in the main event. So it's right. being preserved. You know, it's like, oh, right. well, of course, that makes sense. Right. But when you're in that lane, yeah, you don't get it. So it's yeah, it almost helps now if I get like, you know, let's say bad news like that, like your time is cut or this. I know yeah. that it's not personal. You know, it's yeah, or it it it, it could it doesn't have to be personal, it could just be because right. it's necessary, something else, and it's sweat off my back when it's right. years ago that's like fuel to your fire you know it's yeah. just kind of keeping that healthy perspective it you know yeah. trying to think of it from that lens so as a performer now it's it's cool calm and it's like you said it's that art it's that flow state and it's not so right. much that battle with oneself right and that's too i think um you maybe gain from that perspective is is to not take it personal and like, I think everyone as human beings, we're so quick to take everything personal. Like it's a, you know, somehow you're taking something from me when in actuality, the main event is doing that. So we're giving something to them more than we're taking anything from you. It's not about yeah. you. It's about the main event. And in that hierarchy, as I just kind of talked it out, like, it's almost absurd for you to take it personal, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Like it's it's <laughs> kind of like, well, how dare you think? Again, there's your ego, like putting your you front and center instead of taking a seat, it, like pulling you back a little bit and going, well, the show. We need to have return guests at the show. You know, the show is not the Bobby Fish show. I mean, this one is. Well, this show. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, but we're not talking about this show, we're right? We're not talking about this. Show. <laughs> it's it's really kind of interesting because I just wrestled uh, an independent this weekend, and uh, the kid that I that I worked with, he was really good. Um, and we, you know, again, this is going to go a little inside baseball, but fuck it, we're already there. Um, we talked, uh, but. You know, I was purposely keeping things somewhat vague. And um, when we got out there, we, uh, yeah, we we went 
off the reservation quite a few times. And, but he was talented enough to, for it not to be a problem. And like I said before, I'd like to think that I'm talented enough for it not be a problem too. But when we got to the back, one of the things I thought about was like, nobody knew the only two people in that formula that would know um, if anything had been quote unquote wrong is him and I. It's literally the two assholes in the back who decide who design this thing soup to nuts. Um, they're, they're the only two assholes in the whole building who would know without a shadow of a doubt how good it was or how good it wasn't. And it just makes me look at like what we do. And it's like, man, are we really missing the ball? Like, are we missing, are we making it not fun? Like, is it, it are the, the William Regals and the Fit Finleys of the world, you know, the guys that were doing it majority on the fly, did they have it right? And we have now somehow fucked it up. Because I know when I have to go out and remember everything, I have no fun. I am not present. I am not enjoying what I do. I don't like it. But when I can go out and, you know, like this weekend was fun. Um, that time with um, Mike, Miami Mike, was fun. And I agree so, with you there that uh, reactive nature, you know, is not something that I think could be uh, just like uh, add out, you know, like to, mm. to really, truly react to everything is to be on the fly. Even if you have yeah. the bullet points, you know, sometimes you just have to react the way you would react. And like you said, yeah. no one knows it's wrong. I think some sometimes uh, people pay more attention to like, you know, what they want to do and they kind of neglect that reaction part you know 100 yeah, so i think if if i'm like calling a match i still call it or at least i try to like as if i was just doing it on the fly like i almost just like oh i snap into something and like okay what yeah. would what would feel right here and then just kind of try to blend those worlds but I, right. i'm kind of i'm on more on your side of the fence there i think yeah. i'd rather see something look real and and be that kind of muddy fight than yeah. something to look so just like clean and um, yes. like flawless. Yeah. And then when it looks clean and flawless, you know what it looks like? It looks like you two planned it in the back. Yeah. It looks exactly like what it is. <laughs> you know, I like and that. that. Yeah. That, yeah. No. I, it, 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 it's not supposed to be that. It was never intended to be that. And that's not when it's at its best, in my opinion. It just, it's not, you know, and, and the more perfect you try to make it, the less um, watchable it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it loses its soul. Yeah, it loses its soul. What a great way to put it. What a, there's no heart in it. There's no, there's no, you know, any anybody can go out. It's like a painting. Remember those paintings when you were a kid and 
you take out the instructions and every color it's numbered, right? Yeah, you just gotta fill it in. Numbers, right. That's got no soul. There's no soul in that. So if two assholes go in the back and you know plan this thing out from soup to nuts, you know, from, from lock up to finish, and then they go out and they try to run through that, like I yeah, I don't want to watch. I'm all right with you know, I like and I think too that's what's fun in it. Be where your feet are, right? You hear that all the time in life in general. Like, especially with men, men supposedly have a hard time of being present, right? And you got to be, you know, it's something that I've been trying to practice more in my life is be where my feet are. If I'm with my wife and my daughter, like I'm, that's that I'm where my feet are. Like if I'm at work, I'm fucking working. I'm not thinking about the other job that I have, you know, that I got to go to like, you know, and then I struggle with this because I still sometimes, <laughs> but I try not to, um, you know, be where your feet are. And I think that that's a huge uh, thing for pro wrestling is if you're and this, this, I would, I would preface to like a lot of younger guys coming up or a lot of younger guys that are already doing it. If you got to put everything together and then memorize it, there's no way in hell i don't care how talented you are that you're present at the same time you're not you're just not present you can't be to focus on what's next yeah yep and you're missing all of these opportunities where you know, something candid happens and you could take advantage of it and react to it the way that you as a human being would. So you're not fabricating anything like your natural reaction would be you and the crowd and the, or the audience at home or whomever would get the authentic you, which would be 10 times more interesting than whatever fake shit you're trying to give them. Um, I think, you know, people will be a hell of a lot more interesting to watch on TV and probably, you know, make a, add a couple of zeros to their paycheck. Agreed. You know, you know what I'm saying, Frank? I smelled you cooking. Yeah. Frank has a gas problem. Will. Huh? Still, uh, going to drop that, um, breaking hearts, ripping farts. Sure. <laughs> I love a man that comes into the podcast prepared. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of I heard it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna mark that. Breaking hearts and rhythm. I, I fill into that uh, category or at least half. Yeah, I think uh, I'm telling you, Frank, that needs to go up on the store, BobbyFishApparel.com. Breaking hearts and ripping farts. Gotta love that. <laughs> and not for nothing, you set the bar pretty high for future guests because you did your homework and you listened to some episodes. So I love it. Yeah. Hey, you gotta, you know, not like I, I wouldn't anyway. One. I think so, he's the first oh. one. Yeah, honest to God, like, knew we were even on the air. Yeah. 
Everyone else is like, holy shit, Bobby Fish has got yeah. a podcast? Yeah, we've had to bribe <laughs> everyone else. We've paid everyone else, Will. You're the uh, first one that... You should have told me until after, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Will, what uh, Gresham's company is going to be your, your first show. You have uh, some stuff lined up for after? So, I do. Um, I have a okay, match cool. lined up afterwards for a fight pro uh they're a company in new jersey uh okay. that's going to be november 19th uh glow coaster city uh nice. my opponent is unannounced but a fight's been okay. around they kind of relaunched in the last uh, year or two they have like um their program on iwtv and they're very okay. like a technical wrestling based promotion much like okay. uh jonathan gresham's modern age grappling so nice that's nice kind of my my style suit what i'm kind of leaning into is this more okay technical emphasis on on everything kind of yeah. gritty style wrestling and these are two companies that i kind of see that in so uh, uh kind so of cool. them out yeah that's very cool uh because that was kind of where i was going with it was like um you know uh is there uh like future bookings with gresham's company and and knowing that like you know him personally and knowing that 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 gresham will take care of you you know, um, and would be there to to want to help you with opportunities, not, um, you know, not the other way. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I, that's just uh, that's exciting to hear. Um, and hell, if you need if uh, they need an opponent for you, like I know a guy. <laughs> I know. I know a guy, too. <laughs> I know a guy. I think I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Oh, yeah. Thanks, busy. Oh, shit, Frank. Dennis? Yeah. No, don't look at me. <laughs> um, well, that's great. Um, who are you wrestling for Gresham's company? So uh, my opponent uh, for Halloween is Grant Watts. Not sure okay. if there's uh, any relation to the Watts family, but uh, as far as Grant, he's only about a year in. Um, oh wow! I, I see that he started training in 2022. We're uh -huh. about the same height, around the same weight. So, uh, okay. yeah, I think for Grant, I definitely think I will scratch that itch if he's this young, hungry wrestler looking for that that fight feeling. Like, cool, yeah. you're gonna get that, but Good. Uh, you're not gonna not gonna get me taken easy on you. And, you know, this is my first no. impression back. So, you know, right. Grant, uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do some things to you. Nothing yeah. personal, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a challenge cool. for me to test myself against someone very young, very hungry. Um, and mm -hmm. as what I've seen of his stuff so far, pretty capable. So okay, I'm looking cool. forward to it. Cool. Cool. Well, I love it, man. I love it. I'm here for it. I told you uh, when I first reached out, like if there's anything that I can do, what it is I can do, I have no idea. But if there ever is, um, I'm I will sign on uh, sign up for it right away, Will, because you've always been uh, just a pleasure to be around. Um, I think you're a credit to the industry, whether that be in front of the camera or behind the camera. Um, and man, I just I'm excited to to see that you're heading back uh, out there, out there, and uh, doing it in a pair of spandex tights. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Bobby. You know, it was yeah. truly a pleasure to, to be on here with you tonight and offer oh, thanks, to your man. way as well. You know, not sure what I can do, uh, but I could <laughs> always would, uh, love to help you out as well. You know, yeah, man. I, I think, 
somebody needs to book uh anybody out there paying any attention any any promoters uh bobby fish will ferrara uh it would be part two part do part do electric part boogaloo deux. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that'd be uh that'd be awesome and and even yeah it's one way or the other i'm sure we'll be on uh, on something yeah, you know the paths tend to cross in this they business. Do. Very odd times, but really I'm do. always welcoming for yeah. those uh, crossing paths. Can't cross yes, the streams, sir. but could cross the paths. <laughs> no, no cross streams. Well, sometimes you have to, Frank. I mean, you know, sometimes you're drunk. It's windy. There's um, only one stall, or yeah, wall. There's only, you know, you're <laughs> somebody's yelling at you, and it happens. Yeah. Hey yeah. Hey now. Yeah. Anyway, we should hey have such a prude, Frank. Let's hey now. Hey now. Yeah. Frank. Hey now. Hey now. Yeah. Hey now. All right. All right. Well, little, uh, anything you got anything you got to plug here uh Will, any uh, um anything other than the uh wrestling dates which uh, Yeah, um yeah. well, if anyone wants to just keep up my social is pretty easy just at Will Ferrara on both uh X, uh, we, do we call it X now? I guess X. And, I don't know. Uh, I deleted Instagram? mine. I deleted my X. <laughs> X Your is X. gone. Yeah, oh. it's gone now. I just got rid of it. It's just a toxic, shitty place. It is. I, yeah. I feel like it's a, uh, like I'm obliged to, to have one. So I, 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 I promote my stuff on it. But yeah, you know, not my favorite I thought place, so but it's too. a place that exists. I thought so too, and then I I had gone back and forth on it for years, and I finally just said it's going. I just I don't want it. Instagram, yeah, but that's it. I don't have anything else. Facebook, but that's family. That's, you know, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really yeah. want to send people that direction. Nothing really to yeah. find there, but cute little dog pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, adult pictures and. Uh, he said. He said dog, 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 not dog. adult well, pictures. Adult, dog adult pictures. dog pic. They're, they're actually pictures. Mother, adults. You shouldn't have pictures of kids. You scumbags. Yeah, I have children. That's what. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> That's what's on there. My kids, not other people's Some, kids. Yeah, well, I mean, my kids are on there sometimes. This is getting fucking weird. Can we do football picks? <laughs> sure. You're trying to go to fucking prison. No. No. Let's not. let's not go to prison. All right. Frank, let's run down. How'd we do last week? It was a rough week, I think, for us, wasn't it? 3-0. Not for me. Who was 3-0? This guy. Had, I had Indy. I had um, let me pull up right now. Actually, uh, I had Indy, San Fran, Houston. Houston covered the number. Uh, Bobby had uh, the Chiefs, the Pats, and the Rams, making him one and two. You had Dallas, Miami, and the Ravens, also yeah. one and two. The Cowboy game was really disappointing. Being a Cowboys fan. And getting the shit kicked out of us by San Francisco. <laughs> I almost had the jet. Or the, yeah, I almost had the Ravens game. Pittsburgh came back in that one though. So this okay. week, Frank, since you went three and zero last week, why don't you give us your picks first today? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go Kansas City. 
against Denver. I got Detroit, downtown Detroit, and we're going to go with San Francisco. I feel like the, the fucking the first game you picked there, who was it, the Chiefs over the fucking Broncos? Yeah. That's, a whor- that's a horseshit pick. Denver's, hey. ter- Denver's terrible. The game still yeah. count. Yeah. It's like playing the Colony Raiders. Denver's not good. Uh, you want mine or you want Bobby to go? Or do, should we let our guest pick that he was not prepared for in this? <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, I'm really uneducated about football. The only, uh, I guess the headline for today is uh, I'm, I'm in the Baltimore area. And I know that the Orioles and the Ravens both had a really bad weekend this past weekend. So Chick-fil-A was actually giving away free sandwiches to cheer up uh, <laughs> the local area. Right. You log on to the app and they said that they were giving their condolences. So, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> for uh, Raven fans, I guess. So, is your pick Chick fil A? My, my pick would be Chick fil A. Although they are closed on Sundays. I was going to so say, not on Sundays. Not, not, uh, not the best pick. <laughs> Football, yeah. I, uh, I would need to know who's playing and and then who's good and who's who's gonna win and then I, I yeah. would pick that team. <laughs> yeah. As long as they call it on the fly and it's a good football game, I'm happy. Nice. Right. I don't care if the baby face or the heels win. Yeah. I'm just in for some good game. You know. Mm-hmm. Don't don't mm-hmm. blow off the referee. Follow their rules and uh, you know. Not, yeah. Not too many low blows. Obey the five count. Yes. Is there a five count in football? Not that I remember. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Things change. Uh, you know, I, haven't, I haven't played play football in 20 years. Ticking down. Yeah. Dennis, you have picks? Sure. I'm going with the Jags over Indianapolis, the Lions over the Bucks, same as Frank, and the Raiders, the Raiders over the Pats. Mm. All right. I'm uh, going with the Yankees over the Jets. The uh, <laughs> Cavaliers over the Penguins and the um, Oilers over the Reds. Wow. So. Oh, and the Colony Raiders. No, they're win. no, they probably win. won't win. They're going to win. <laughs> they, they probably won't. They haven't had the best couple of weeks. <laughs> That's yet. our alma mater, Will. <laughs> Three of us all went the Colony to Raiders. Colony High School. They're Raiders. Yep. Nice. They're Raiders. All right. Well. So Bobby Bobby picked New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't pick a team from New York, whether it's the Jets or the Giants. Jets it is. All right, Jets it is, because the Giants ain't beating the Bills this week. Um, okay. Cleveland. That's Cleveland. the Browns. He's got the Browns. They're playing San Francisco. That'll be fun. Why the Browns? Because the it's Reds. the only you, I, it's yeah, you said color. You said, no, you said the Cavaliers. You said the Cavaliers and the oh, okay. some, We're just kind of reading between the lines in your picks. Right. That weren't any football teams. Translation. Um, <laughs> right. You got it. And I think he picked the Oilers over yeah. Houston. Houston, the Texans. Or yeah. Edmund, or Edmonton, but Edmonton doesn't have a football team. So, mm. well, they have the Canadian, actually, a Canadian league football team, don't they? The Edmonton. I don't know if it. I don't know if Argonauts. I, I feel like I feel like you might have made that up. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, give them the give them the Texans. I pretend to fight for a living. So. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Houston it is. Houston Texans. it is. Texans. All right. Houston. There you go. Those are picks. Uh, we have Houston. We have a problem. <laughs> Bobby would be the one to Over. get them all right this week. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So right. well, let's let's wrap this thing up. Will, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Yeah. Well, and I wish you all the luck, man. Um, yeah, just get back out there and start wrestling. You, uh, what's uh, anything changing for the for the you know uh, ring attire and whatnot? Going to be different? Going to be the same? Going to be? So I got uh, maybe a new pair of boots so far. I'm gonna okay. I got a couple pairs of trunks I could recycle. You know, I'm gonna call okay. them new and see if anyone notices if they're yeah. that they're not actually brand new and run it from there but uh you know i figured yeah there might be some new things in the works just uh cool no promises yet people yeah you're gonna see will the wrestler and whatever trunks i wear you're gonna like it <laughs> little old little new something borrowed something stolen recycled stolen i like borrowed better than stolen yeah and given back frank's uh shoplifter oh sure be careful there. A gassy shoplifter. He's a gassy shoplifter. (laughs) Bro, what is so breaking hearts, uh, ripping farts, stealing art? Yeah, and stealing stuff. Stealing, stealing (laughs) items. Breaking hearts, ripping farts, and stealing. Theft. And just stealing. (laughs) That's Frank's shirt. That's what Frank's shirt is. The hell of a lifestyle, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, thanks again, man. Um, Thank you, guys. Excited to see what comes next, man. Definitely, uh, and I'm here for it. Here for, for you. Sure. Thank you guys for having me. Thank yes, you. Appreciate it, Frank. Hit the hit the hit the mark. Do our plugs. Come on, Frank. BobbyFishApparel.com. That's all. We're going to debut a new segment thing next week called What We Learned. About? Just in general. This is the uh, episode. How babies are made. Okay. What do you got? Me? <laughs> yeah. I got, no, I got nothing. I, he never I has anything. No, because I... Listen, I'm a DJ. If you want to book me, it's dscottradio at yahoo.com. If you're not in the capital region, you got to fucking fly me to wherever you are. So mm. Yeah! Because I'm not paying for that ticket. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like I'm some sort of fucking high-priced major superstar DJ. Mm-hmm. If you are. I don't yeah. think I am. And if you want to book me with yeah. hair, too late. Yep. Oh, so yeah, It's hard to figure out which direction to point, isn't it? <laughs> I, I felt like I was pointing this way, but like, it was yeah. showing that yeah. way. Yeah, it's weird. So Frank's over like there. Weatherman. Yeah, so it's going to rain. Over here, but yeah. not so much here. Anyway, Frank, what's his? What's the? What's the fucking email to book Bobby? Bobbyfish seven booking at gmail dot com. There you go. Mm-hmm. And Anybody don't else? go to Twitter anymore. I'm yeah. not on it. Anybody else I'm got anything there. to talk about? Or say no more Twitter. Got this it. show is anti Twitter. You're anti Twitter. The rest of I us am. seem to be on there. Oh. Okay, so, I'm just that. I'm just on there as a sleeper cell. I'm really anti Twitter on the inside. Yeah. They just don't know it yet. Fair enough. Yeah, 
I'm a girl on Twitter. Oh. Mm -hmm. In real life. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can do that these days. Hey, listen. What? Say goodnight, Bobby. Good night, Bobby. <laughs>